worship him right there. Come on, if you know he's Jireh, your provider, and that your God is more than enough, can we just worship him today? Can we glorify and magnify his wonderful name today for being Jehovah Jireh? We are content, Father, with your great love that you have towards us. We thank you, Lord God, that you have affirmed us and confirmed us. Father, and you've given us an identity that can only be found in your son, Christ Jesus. We say to today, Jaira, you are more than enough. Does anybody else share that same testimony today? Come on, is your God more than enough? Well, on this 4th of July, let's give him a great big praise today. Let's give him a wonderful praise. I do want to say happy 4th of July to everyone that's in the room today. Today is today that America celebrates uh, its independence. And of course, we're thanking God for, for that freedom. But how many know it's even better to be free in Christ Jesus? So much better to be free in Christ Jesus. But certainly people are going to be with their family and friends today. And so I want to get right to what God has for us. I have an assignment for today. Uh, and I want to get to it. It's actually not in your notes. And so I want you to pay attention all the way through because God gave me a little bonus to end this message on today. To our online viewing audience, happy 4th of July to you as well. Wherever you're watching from, thank you for joining in and being a part of our, our broadcast today. We don't take that for granted. You have so many options that you can go uh, and watch, but you chose to be here with us, and we thank you, and we appreciate you for that on today. Let's pray, and let's get into what God has for us today. Father, you are Jireh. You are the Lord that provides, and we know that your provision is always more than enough, and we're content, Father, with everything that you provide for us, and we thank you. We take nothing for granted but give you the glory for everything that we have. And Father, as we conclude today the subject of fueled and aflame, Father, I pray that everything that they were supposed to get, they received. And Father, you'll wrap it up today with a nice little bow and give us some ammunition, Father, to live out these last days full of faith and in resting in your glory and in your provision. And so, Father, be glorified in this service today. Holy Spirit, have your way. Should you desire to flow or function, operate in any of the gifts today, we stand yielded to be used by you. I have one direction, but should you want to change that, I stand here submitted to however you want to flow in this service. We give you the glory for that today in Jesus' name, amen, and so be it. Just go ahead and love on someone, whoever's the closest to you, however you're comfortable loving on them. Tell them, God bless you. Good to see you this morning. Then you can be seated. See, I'm not going to do a full review or talk a lot about what we've talked about up to this point. I really want to get to where the Holy Spirit has led me to go. So we're concluding today, Fueled and Aflame. Today is part four. We know by definition, fueled is the combustible matter used to maintain fire as coal, wood, oil, or gas in order to create heat or power, something that sustains or encourages. It is a stimulus. Or as we've said before in today's vernacular, it is your why. And then a flame is on fire, ablaze, eager and excited. So we can see from those definitions 
What is your why? What is it that you use to keep you on fire for the things of God? Now, we've all been under extreme press, uh, stress and pressure over this last year and a half, especially, you know, anytime we go through a season of great change, how many know that can be difficult on people, right? And depending on where a person's level of faith is, everyone will respond differently to the same circumstances, okay? And so what we don't want to do is judge people for how they respond, right? And so if they have great faith and they choose to respond at a real high level, how many know we don't want to judge that? Right, but if they choose to respond a different way, we've got to kind of let people navigate stressful seasons based off of the level of faith that they're operating at, okay? And so now, how do you keep yourself fueled and healthy emotionally, physically, spiritually during stressful seasons? We know over these last three weeks, today is the fourth week, we've already looked at seven ways to keep yourself fueled and aflame. Today, we'll look at the final three, and in the third one, number 10, I've added some bonus information there so that we don't burn out. Let's read one foundation text in the Message Bible, Romans chapter 12, 11 through 13, says, don't burn out. Keep yourself, notice you have to do that, keep yourself fueled and aflame. It says, be alert. Uh, be alert servants of the masters, cheerfully expected. Don't quit in hard times. So the antidote or the answer to not quitting is to pray harder. Help needy Christians be inventive in hospitality. Now, we've already learned that his grace is more than enough, which was point number one. We've learned to start and uh, end each day refueling your soul. We've learned to set and stick to a routine We've learned to limit your media consumption. How many know that's a good one right there? You get all of your information from the news, you've got to understand depending on which news network it's slanted. Right? Depending on that political platform. And, and that's all I'll say. So you've got to be able to measure what the news is telling you against the Word of God. All right, now. We've looked at uh, number five, intentionally connect with people that you love. Number six, share your feelings instead of suppressing them. Number seven, we left off with seek advice before making final decisions. Let's pick up with number eight today. Take renewal breaks daily. How many know you need to find something every day that refreshes you? So important to do something every day that refuels and refreshes you. And that's different for every person. Let's look at the spiritual side of that. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 40, and let's read 30 and 31 out of the New King James Version. And Isaiah is prophesying here, and he says, even the youth shall faint. That means to tire. How many know even young people get tired? Right? It says, so even the youth shall faint and grow weary and exhausted. And the young men shall utterly fall. That means to fail, stumble, or waver. But those who wait. Now, that word wait there doesn't mean do nothing. How I many know wait there doesn't mean do nothing? What it literally means here is to bind together by twisting. So how I many know you're supposed to really bind yourself to God and his word and then keep moving forward? So whenever you get weary or tired, how I many know never stop doing what you were doing prior to that that was good for you, right? And the way that you stay on course is to stay connected to God during that time. It means to look expectantly. So those that 
bind together as like twisting. They look expectantly on the Lord because the Lord is going to do something when you stay twisted and connected to him. It says here that he's going to renew. The word renew means to grow up, to break through, and cause you to flourish again. I've got good news for somebody watching online and somebody in this room. Now is your time for breakthrough. I, I got three people that received that in this room. I'm talking about God is growing you up so that you can flourish again. You have not lived your best days yet. How I many you know the pandemic came, but it came to pass, and we are coming out greater than what we went into. I need somebody to believe that in here today. It says here he's going to grow us up. That's what renew, need, renew means, breakthrough, flourish again. Their strength, that word strength there means their capacity to produce. Folks, sometimes we need trials to grow us up. Sometimes we need challenges to grow us up. Watch this. So God, when we stay connected and twisted to him, God can increase our capacity so that we can produce more. It says here, they shall mount up. That word mount up means to excel, to get up higher and to increase. I mean, anything that the enemy throws at you, God always desires that you get up higher than it. Come on, he always desires that you excel above it. And even in the midst of it, if you'll choose to believe this today, God can cause you to increase in spite of it. He says here, they shall mount up, excel, get up higher, increase with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God will give you the energy and the strength you need to finish your assignment as long as you stay binded up and twisted and connected to him. That's the spiritual side. Neuroscience is showing us that it's much better to take multiple short breaks throughout the day rather than one big break. Your, pro your, pro your, pro your pro productivity will actually increase if you take five-minute breaks throughout your day. We don't need a long time to recharge, right? How I many of you raising kids, you got to just, hey, just, just walk away. Anybody else in here know what I'm talking about? Hey, them kids, boy, they'll, they'll make you stop for a moment and make sure you recharge yourself, right? So you don't need a long one. You need multiple breaks to recharge you emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It isn't much different than what the doctors do with medicine. Think about what the doctors do with medicine. For example, you don't actually take one large pill to last throughout the entire day. They actually have you take three or, or smaller pills multiple times throughout the course of your day, right? So I want you to think about your life. What are you doing daily that refreshes you? So many times we do so much for other people, sometimes you need to be a little selfish and stop and think about yourself and say, you know what? I need to do this for me. So important for your soul. Figure out what renews and recharges you. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's gardening. Maybe it's playing basketball. Maybe it's riding a motorcycle like we're going to do today. But try to take several of these breaks daily so that you can refuel 
and recharge your soul. I've heard people say, you know, I haven't done something for me in months. Stop that. And do something for you every day that you like, that makes you happy. I need a little better amen in that. I'm talking about even if you're married, there are times you need a break from your spouse. And you just need to go do something. Go get a massage. Go get your toes done. Go get a pedicure. Come on, somebody. But do something that makes you, that refuels and refreshes you on a daily basis. Number nine, serve someone struggling more than you. This will refresh and refuel your soul. Serve someone that's struggling more than you. Proverbs eleven twenty five. the Passion Translation says, those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them. That word heaped means piled up upon them. But that's the one that lives to bless others. And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. That word saturated means soaked. They will be wet with favor. Everywhere you go, people are doing nice things, good things for you. I mean, it is a blessing to know that everywhere I go, God is on my side and making everything work out for me, right? And that comes from helping other people. Of course, we've got a great opportunity this month. This is Serve Month. I expected a little bit more excitement on that. I said, this is Serve Month. Woo, woo. Woo. We're serving Sweetwater Missions. We're serving uh, Reflections of Trinity. We're serving Ron Anderson Community Center. I encourage you to think about someone that's struggling more than you are. Because there's always someone that would love to have your shoes to put on. Always. The Amplified reads it this way. The generous man is a source of blessing and shall be prosperous and enriched. And he who waters will himself be watered, reaping the generosity he has sown. The Message Bible says the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. And those who help others are helped. See, a lot of times we don't understand that when we're helping someone else, we're actually lifting ourselves up. So every time you reach down to bring somebody else up, God sends someone into your life to lift down, reach down and bring you up. And it doesn't really matter what stage you are in life. I mean, we can all go higher. And so I've noticed that the more I do for other people, the more other people do for me. And it's just the way that works, right? So I want to encourage you in this season to serve someone that's struggling more than you are. We have dream teams here. Every single week, folks, about 11 to 13 families show up at 11 o'clock, and we have to tell them that we can't have that service yet until we get more of our volunteers. Now, don't get in condemnation. You move the way God is leading you to move, but that is the actual reason why we can't serve more people is because we're still waiting on our volunteer staff to get stronger because, I mean, you don't want to wear out the same people every single week. Right, especially when you have over 4,000 people who call this their home. We should be able to spread that work around so that nobody is carrying too heavy of a load. And so it'll be a great blessing to you. So Dream Teams, there's serve opportunities this month. If you haven't found your way to do that, I would encourage you to do so. No matter how much you're struggling right now, someone is always worse. 
For your own mental and emotional health, you need to get the attention off yourself sometimes and onto someone else's pain. Right? You need to give back and recognize, listen very carefully, life doesn't always evolve around you. Sometimes God wants you to just kind of, okay, I'm struggling right now, but you know what? Let me not make this about me. Let me find someone that's struggling a little bit more than I am, and God, how would you want me to help them? And I promise you what you have ignited for yourself is God to touch somebody else's heart to come along and help you right in your situation. Number 10, commit, uh, uh, control what's controllable and trust God for the rest. This is where I want to spend my time today. I left all my minutes today to get here. Control what's controllable and then trust God for the rest. How many know the pandemic was out of our control, but it was not out of God's control? Even if the pandemic caught us by surprise, it did not catch God by surprise. What I'm getting ready to show you over the course of the next 20 minutes or so is God had already provided a solution for this over 2,000 years ago before a pandemic ever showed up. Okay, let's get into this. Control what's controllable and then trust God for the rest. Ephesians chapter 2, let's read verses 8 through 10. And let's look at something here. How many of y'all are saved? Raise your hand if you're saved. And that with a mighty burning fire. How many of y'all are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost? Praying in another tongue. And on fire for Jesus. How many of y'all are like that? Well, go ahead and give God one of those old charismatic Pentecostal praises real quick. No, that, that's not one of them. You got to grab on to something. Oh, you need music. I'm sorry. You need to, you need, they need to tune us up for that right there. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, now there's a whole debate out here about which one comes first and what's more important, grace or faith. Right? And so the faith people say, if you don't emphasize that, you're wrong. The grace people say, if you don't emphasize grace, you're wrong. Right? And so let's let the scripture, so that people can stop fighting. How many know the answer is found in the scripture? Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, For by grace, not by faith, for by grace you have been saved. Have been is past tense. In the heart and mind of God, God saved every human being on the planet over 2,000 years ago. Whether or not we walk in that depends on how we respond in faith. Okay, let's keep going. So, by grace, God's unmerited favor, his, his graciousness, his kindness, you have been saved. That word saved there, past tense, is sozo. So, you have been delivered, you have been protected, you have been healed, you have been preserved, you have been, have been caused to do well, watch this, and you have already been made whole. And God's grace did that for you. Somebody ought to thank God for that right now. What a wonderful gift from God. Now watch this, but it's not automatic. That's God's side. How many know to activate that, then we've got to 
put our faith to it. Now watch where we go with this today. So now, through faith. So through faith is the word pistis. So through assurance, belief, and trust. So we have to believe that we're already delivered. That's why we don't have deliverance services here. What we try to do is bring you into an awareness that you've already been delivered. Right? Because if you need a deliverance service, how many of you are going to need another one next week? Until you get a revelation that I'm actually delivered. I need a little better amen in here. All right? So then I have to put all my trust and belief, right? That's what through faith means. In the fact that he's already provided all of these things for me. Okay? So now, he says, that, and that not of yourselves, so... so Clearly, then, grace came before faith. See, if it was faith, then we'd make it all about us and what we need to do, which is what we've done. Do this, and God will do that. No, God is saying, I've already done this. You respond to it. You see the difference? Now, let's keep going. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works. Now, when you think about a gift, right? I think I've got, come up here for a minute, Russell, with that sharp red jacket on. I think I got $1 in my pocket. I want to give you a gift. Stay right there. Now, if I'm giving Russell a gift, all Russell has to do is what? Receive, Receive it. Don't spend all of that in one place either. <laughs> now, how I mean, you know, he didn't have to work for that. He didn't have to put no effort to that. He demonstrated he believed that I would give it to him by reaching out and taking it. Thank you. I don't want it back. Now, I know that looks simple, folks, but it's really that easy. I already had the provision. I wanted to give it to him. He activated that by walking up here and reaching out and receiving it. Now, I'm going somewhere with this today because I know sometimes I can be radical in my faith. But I'm going to tell you where it comes from. I'm going to show you why I opted out of the pandemic. I wasn't just saying that just to say it. I'm going to show you why. Okay, let's keep going. How many of y'all glad you came today? Now, not of works, lest anyone should boast. See, see, sometimes that's what, when we believe we did something, how I many we start bragging? When we believe God did something, we give him the glory. You see the difference? All right, look at the rest of this here. For we are his workmanship, a, you are a masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. All right, good works. Amplified Classic reads that this way. For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. Through your faith, and this salvation is not of yourself or of your own doing, it came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. Somebody say thank you again. Not because of works, not the fulfillment of the law's demands, lest any man should boast. It is not the result of what anyone can possibly do. No one can pride himself or herself in it or take glory to themselves. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, 
that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. Watch this. In every path that God prearranged for you leads you to live a good life. And in that good life, it is free from sickness and disease. It's free from lack. It's free from poverty. Hello, somebody. Well, what about this happened to such and such? What? We're not talking about what happened to such and such. We're talking about what do you believe? Because you can't live somebody else's life. Only life you can live is your own. And the challenge sometimes is we start watching what happens to everyone else and we start putting our faith in what happened to them instead of in what God said. Still with me out there? All right. So now, somebody say, God prearranged a good life for me to live. Do you believe that today? Prearranged means it's already made ready. So as long as you stay on the path, how many of you are going to walk into everything he's already provided for you? All right. That we should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Now go with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, I'll read out of the Passion Translation here. We're going to read verses 1 through 3 and then 8 through 11. And I really want you to listen here and pay very close attention. How I many know we can be in church a long time and, and, and not have advanced far at all? Right? It's possible to be in church a long time and not have advanced far at all. All right? I want you to read this. The scripture is going to show us why here, okay? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, the passing translation, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, says, Now God has offered for us the same promise of entering into his realm of resting in confident faith. So he's offered us the same promise of entering into his realm of resting in confident faith. Watch this now. So we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fail to experience it. So how many don't know, even though he's promised us a resting in his confident faith, we can fail to experience that. Everybody see that, right? So even though God has healed us, delivered us, saved us, provided for us, how many know it's possible for us to not experience that? Even though he made it available. Now, let's keep reading, and the Scripture will explain why. For we have heard the good news of deliverance just as they did, yet they did not join their faith with the Word. So they didn't mix their faith or their belief with what was promised. How I many know hearing something and believing something are two different things? Just because a person heard it does not mean that they believe it. You won't know whether or not you trust something until you put all your stock in it. And how many know it's not full, complete faith when you co-mingle it? 
Can we keep reading? For we have heard the good news, right, of deliverance just as they did, and yet they didn't join their faith with the word. Instead, what they heard didn't affect them deeply, for they doubted. So what is the opposite of faith? Doubt. So notice, they didn't experience the promised land in this context the way God intended for them because they, didn't, they doubted. I'm telling you, you're healed. I'm telling you, all your needs are met. Can we read a little bit more of this? Verse 3 says, For those of us who believe, faith activates the promise, and we experience the realm of confident rest. For he has said, I was grieved with them and made a solemn oath. They will never enter the calming rest of my spirit. Why, God? God's works have all been completed from the foundation of the world. Folks, God is done working. You're waiting on God, but God is waiting on you. God has already done everything he is going to do about your healing, about your provision, about your protection. Come on, somebody. God is already, he's resting. And guess what he expects you to do? To rest in what he's already provided for you. So we don't have to live in stress, turmoil. We don't have to go through the pandemic the way the world goes through it. Because God has provided something greater for us. Verse 8 says, now if this promise of rest was fulfilled when Joshua brought the people into the land, God wouldn't have spoken later of another rest yet to come, which was a greater rest found in his son Jesus through his death, burial, and resurrection. Okay. Let's keep reading here. Verse 9, so we conclude that there is still a full and complete rest waiting for believers to experience. Now, will all believers experience it? No. What's the difference between those that experience it and those who don't? The those who experience it put all their faith in it. Those who don't doubt it. Listen, folks, God can keep you if you want to be kept. And as we keep walking through this, you're going to have two choices. And it's going to get darker before it gets lighter in the world. There are three things he said in the last days will be, they will run rampant. Pestilence, which is disease. Viruses. Racial tension, ethnos against ethnos. And lawlessness. Defund the police. It's getting ready to get darker, folks. But the church and those that believe are going to sail right over the top of that. Watch this. And not even, been not even be touched by it. Right? At the end of all of that, he told his disciples, but fellas, listen, don't get it. Don't be of good cheer. I have already overcome the world. Okay? Now stay with me now. 
Verse 10 says, so as we enter into God's faith rest life, we cease from our own works just as God celebrates his finished works and he rests in them. So watch this. If I literally believe God has healed me and he protects me, then I live that way. If I really believe that. How I many of those times like these that show us what we believe? We're either going to worship the CDC or we're going to worship the G-O-D. And all it boils down to is which one do you listen to the most? Now, I know this is not popular, but it's faith. I know I will get attacked for standing on the truth, but I can take it. Because I know people aren't attacking me, they're attacking the God in me. And I mean, I know he's on my side. Am I discrediting the CDC? Not at all. I'm just telling you they're not God. Sometimes we'll worship at the, the feet of the white coats. I'd rather worship at the feet of Jesus. I'm not knocking one or the other. I mean, you know, everyone's at different levels. Well, all I'm telling you, you don't need to be saved a long time to get to this level. You just need to believe it. You all want a little bit more of this or should I stop? Should I keep going? All right, now. Verse 11 says, so then we must give our all and be eager to experience this faith rest life so that no one falls short by following the same pattern of doubt and unbelief. So the only reason people fall short is because of doubt and unbelief. It's not that God hadn't already provided this. All right. Ten minutes left on this clock, and it's quiet in here. Is that because you all are listening? Yeah. Online, I need a little bit of encouragement right now. Just say, Pastor, just stay right there. Keep going. Keep going, Pastor. Now, this should be encouraging. This should not produce condemnation. There's two things you should always know. Satan condemns, and your pastor will never condemn you. But God will use me to convict you. And how many know there's a difference? I watched yesterday, I was watching Congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, beating our, our Hawks last night. We'll be back next year. But I noticed 25,000 people crammed into this space. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> but what I want to tell you is they, they trust what they were drinking <laughs> to protect them from anything coming to attack them. And they acted on that. <laughs> I hate to use that analogy, but, but it's just amazing to me that the world is stronger in what they believe than the church and what we believe. 
if someone never stands up and shows the world how to go through a pandemic, how will the world ever know if we go through it just like they go through? How will they know God is greater? When God always welcomed a challenge, he always said, if I'm God, then serve me and then let me be God. So that means life situations are going to happen where we've got to let God be God. Now, God is active in your mental, your spiritual, your emotional health, right? He wants you to make wise choices based on his guidance from the Bible and through prayer, right? So when you encounter something that is out of your control, you can surrender it to God and trust him to work it out for your good, all right? Listen very carefully. It's easy to go to extremes with this for existence. For example, you can say all, it's all up to God, right, and be passive to the point where you do nothing. So some people can go through this and just say, God's going to heal me. And how many know the natural side is you need to eat right? You need to exercise. You need to do healthy things. Come on, you can't just sit there and eat wrong and believe for healing. Sure, I'm not getting no, this is, a tough, this is a tough group today, right? And sometimes that's what we do, right? We say God's already done it, so I'm just going to do what I want to do. And we violate all these natural laws. Then the other extreme is this right here. You can't control the circumstances of life, so you choose how you will respond, right? And some people will make the choice to say, well, then I need to do everything without God. And how many know the answer is right in the middle, right? The balance is I have to put my trust in what I believe God has already provided for me, right? So when they come with all of this stuff, I just compare it to what God said. And I am going to stick with God, period. All right. Find a balance that helps you recognize what's in your control and then make wise decisions. See, eating right, exercising, all of that is within my control. So I can literally stand and believe that I shouldn't get sick because I know I'm doing my part. Can everybody see that? Right? People get in fear because they know they're not doing their part. So then they start relying on natural things. To compensate for what they're not doing. Now. So you have the choice. Whenever life hits us, you have the choice how you will respond. You should not let the world dictate how you respond. You should let God dictate how you respond. Everybody clear there? Say, I have choice. Okay? My wife is my hero. See? Talking about a compromised immune system. She was diagnosed with, with chordoma, which is a cancerous tumor. She's been taking uh, radiation for the last seven weeks. She's on her last week, four days to go. She's my hero. She just ran in the Peachtree Road race on yesterday, 6.2 miles. Did you run or did you speed walk? Which one? 
speed walk. She speed. She was speed walking in the. Uh, but how many know for what she's been through? That's like running for somebody else. So we made certain decisions, right? So in order for her to register for this and get her pass, she either had to be vaccinated or she has to prove and go through a COVID uh, protocols. Part of the COVID protocols was they had a COVID sniffing dog, right? And so I asked my wife, I said, when the COVID sniffing dog got to you, what did he do? She said, he licked my hand. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why, because he could smell, smell the power of God on her life. You're talking about anybody that should be concerned right now is her. And she's living her life knowing that God is protecting and keeping her. You haven't seen her miss any services. She'll be up preaching on next week. She doesn't miss prayer. Come on, somebody. She's living her life like God has healed her. Come on, somebody ought to give God glory for that. Come on, I said somebody ought to give God glory for that. She's not complaining. She's not asking. She's not wanting people to treat her differently. Come on, somebody. She is being who she is, knowing that God is who he said he was in her life. And that's her choice to respond that way. So listen, don't get upset with somebody else because they choose to believe God. Don't get upset because it is a choice. Let's read a little further. I got, go to Isaiah 53. I didn't want to tell you how much time was on that clock. Isaiah 53. Now watch this now. I'll go through this fast because this is bonus. How many of y'all still glad you came today? I feel like we're making the devil real mad right now. Can we just give God another good praise in this place? That wasn't good enough. I said, God, can we, can we give God a real good praise in this place? Man, now you're talking about somebody with every reason in the world to stay in the house and do nothing. She's sitting right there. And quite frankly, I'm sorry if this offends people. She's just tougher than most men that I know. She really is. She's tougher than most men that I know. That's why I'll ride with her to the end. If I go downtown, I'm taking her with me. Because I know what she's going to do. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Watch this now. Please don't miss this. The best part of the day right here. Surely he has borne our griefs. Our griefs is translated as sicknesses and diseases. And carried our sorrows, which is our pains. So if he bore them, I don't have them. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, our rebellion, and our sin. So if he took that, then guess what? Sin has no more dominion over me. I don't have, I'm not a sinner saved by grace. Hello, somebody, I'm saved by grace, and my sins have been forgiven. Come on, somebody. Let's keep reading here now. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised, beat in pieces is what that means for our iniquities. 
The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes, all of the black and blue marks that covered every single sickness and disease that would ever enter this earth. Every one of them. If it has a name, it's covered, including COVID-19. Watch this. We are healed. Now, because Jesus had not yet come, Isaiah is looking to the cross. Now, let's go to Galatians chapter 3. You should write these down so you can have this for yourself. It's not in your notes. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Let's read 13 and 14 and then verse 29. See, see I have a choice. I'm either going to respond to this the right way or I'm not. I know a lot of people say, well, in the Old Testament, God used sickness and disease. Folks, listen, that was for judgment. That is not who God is in the New Testament. He's not sending his son to take it and then using it to discipline us. That makes no sense. Galatians 3, 13 says, Christ has redeemed, past tense. That word redeemed means ransom from loss, buy back to purchase us from the curse of the law. Now, we don't have time to go look at it. I would have took you over there. But in Deuteronomy chapter 28, from verses 14 all the way down, you will see all of the curses of the law. And in those curses, what you'll see is sickness, disease, pestilence, lack, poverty, death. You'll see all of that. Debt, everything is covered in that curse. And right here, what we read is that Christ redeemed us from that. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Why? So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. Gentile means those that are without Christ. So what is the blessing of Abraham? It, it is really so vast. It is our righteousness. It is our sonship, right? You can also find the blessings in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that, that primarily covers the fact that we have been redeemed from all poverty, all sickness and disease, and we have been redeemed from spiritual death. Somebody ought to thank God for that. Not going to be redeemed. Not if I do this, then I'll be redeemed. Not if I take that. How I many know it's already been done for us? Let's keep reading here so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. How? So the only way this blessing is going to come on us is we've got to receive it by faith. It's a promise, but how many know everybody won't walk in it? Everyone won't experience it. So every, verse 29 says, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. So every blessing promised to Abraham belongs to you if you are in Christ Jesus. So you're righteous. You're a son or daughter of God. You are healed. It's tough. You are provided for. Folks, this is going to take faith to bleed us but you will actually never die. You just transition. So you know how the world mobilizes an entire 
global population through fear. When the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, watch this, and a sound mind, the ability to compare what they're saying to what he said and then make a choice. Now I'm teaching you why I opted out. I chose not to participate. It was a choice. I'm not minimizing anything. I'm not, if somebody chose to, uh, I'm not judging them. If you wear a mask, praise God for you. Hallelujah. It's not a big deal. If you got the vaccine, praise God. It's not a big deal, folks. You have to do where you're at. All I'm telling you is you can get here. So don't get in condemnation for wherever you're at. Just realize you don't have to stay there. Somebody ought to give God glory for that. I said somebody ought to give God glory for that. See, I started out getting sniffles, and I would take aspirin. And at some point, I said, I'm going to find out what God's word said. And next time I get sniffles, I'm just going to believe God. And so think about it. If I haven't had a flu shot in over 30 years, why would I go get something? Why would you tell me I need something to be protected from something that I've never had? And that's the only way I can enjoy life? I'm just telling you, I found something different. And now that's a choice. That's just a choice. I choose to believe God. Is that okay? I mean, I shouldn't get persecuted because I chose to believe God. I can remember when I decided not to sleep with my wife prior to marriage, and we started teaching that. The church said I was putting condemnation on them. Translation, they didn't want to live that. Anytime I say that I've never cheated on my wife, somebody asks me, why do you have to say that? Why not say it? Translation, I don't want to live that. So I want to justify how I live. I know in these last days I won't be popular on earth. But let me tell you, heaven right now is like, that's my boy right there. Boy, don't, don't you be afraid of those people. Man, you just keep telling them the truth and let God be God. Come on, I need somebody to just let God be God for once in your life. He will be God for you. Okay, you getting anything out of this? Look at 1 Peter 2.24. says, he himself bore our sins. So if he bore them, then I don't have them. In his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Peter is now looking back at the cross. The event has already taken place. You're not trying to get healed. You are healed right now. Last one for today, James chapter 2, 14 through 17, Message Bible. 
Now, you know, again, it's not all God and it's not all you. It is a healthy balance of the two, right? I have to put my trust and belief, my faith, in what I believe God has provided for me, okay? Now, I can remember when we were believing for this building. How many know it was a big number we needed to get in here? It's a big number. And I can remember one time we were in a meeting and somebody in the meeting uh, raised up and said, I don't think you're going to be able to get that from the people out there in the room. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm not trying to get it from the people out there in the room. I'm getting it from heaven. Oh, man, you missed a great place. Right? Sometimes we only focus on what we can see and we miss out on walking by faith and what we cannot see. And God can do way more for you if you'll choose to believe him than what it is you can see and putting all your trust in. I literally said to that person, I said, but I'm not believing for it from them. I'm believing for it from him. And it's a difference. Sometimes your faith will require you to walk alone. Nobody else will see it the way you see it. But they're not supposed to see it the way God showed it to you. That's why it's for you. Somebody in here getting ready to do something big for God. Who is that? I'm talking about somebody watching online, somebody sitting in this room getting ready to do something huge for God. Who is that? Who is that? Yeah, because you have the ability to walk by faith and not by sight. Look at James 2, and I'll close here for the day. Message Bible says, Dear friends, do you think you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? I'm blessed and highly favored. The Lord heals, delivers me, and sets me apart. I'm the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. I'm highly favored. See, we know how to say all the right stuff, but do we really do all the right stuff? So does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? For instance, you come upon an old friend dressed in rags and half-starved and say, good morning, friend. Be clothed in Christ. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. And walk off without providing so much as a coat or a cup of soup? Where does that get you? Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? So at some point, the only way to know, the only way God knows you believe it is when you do it. And then God says, because you did it, I'll back. Now, I want to read something to you. I know I've got 12 minutes on my clock. Pray for me. But this will set everybody up in this room. Listen to this testimony. When I first came to Linked Up Church in 2017, I was in a walker and dependent on oxygen. My blood pressure was out of control. I had diabetes from the medication I was on, and my body was unable to function without a debilitating dose of pain medication. I have been saved for 40 years, 
but I've never been a part of a ministry that taught healing like this church. See, sometimes people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. By 2018, I was able to walk without a walker. By 2019, I was no longer oxygen dependent. By 2020, I was able to take walks again, and my diabetes and blood pressure has completely reversed. This is in a pandemic, 2020. In 2021, I'm completely off of harsh pain meds, but God wasn't done. Two weeks ago, when you called for those who desire complete healing from troubled breathing, I knew that was for me. While I could move and breathe without oxygen, I was unable to sing and participate in worship without getting out of breath. That day after your prayer, I went home and began to sing four worship songs around my house without getting out of breath. I began to praise God all over the house. I'm now walking two miles a day and fully able to breathe on my own. Come on, somebody ought to get out of their seat and give God a great crazy praise in this place today. And I'm telling you, all this person chose to do was believe and what was already provided. And I'll just stop right there. It's, it's so much more to that testimony, okay? Now, I don't want to ever teach on healing and not give you an opportunity to see that God is who he said he is. So if you're watching online or you're in this room and you have symptoms of sickness or disease in your body, just stand to your feet right where you're at. Stand to your feet right where you're at. If you're online, just stand up right where you're at. Symptoms of sickness and disease. There's no distance in prayer right now, okay? I'm not even going to call you forward because the highest faith is to believe the word all by itself. Without, and you don't need nothing else with it. You just need to believe the word all by itself, okay? All right, anyone else in this room need physical healing in your body? Okay, just stand to your feet right now. Now, this person that I just read would still be dependent today if they didn't choose to believe something different. Okay? Now, a couple of things I want to give you. 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes you are healed. You were healed. So today you didn't stand up to get healed. You stood up to receive what's already been provided for you. Did you catch that? James chapter 5 says that believers can lay hands on the sick. That's Matthew. Believers can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. James 5 says, pray ye one for another that you may be healed. So if someone is standing up around you and you're comfortable doing this, I want you to stand up and either stretch your hands towards them or put your hand on their shoulder and let's get in agreement with them right now. Somebody that's right around you. Every person that's being prayed for, I want you to say these words out of your mouth. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that by your stripes, I am healed right now. Now, Father, I call out everything that has a name, and I say that it is under the name of Jesus. I release healing manifested into these bodies from the crown of their heads 
to the very soles of their feet. Father, they will walk in newness of life. They will walk in the full revelation of what it is that you've already provided for them. And Father, they will enjoy this holiday and they will enjoy their family and friends in a way that they have not been able to do so. Father, we join our faith with them and we believe you for it now in Jesus' name. Now somebody just go ahead and release praise in this place. Come on, online, release praise and thanksgiving. Come on, say it out of your mouth. Say, I am healed. Come on, say it out of your mouth. I am healed. Come on, type it in online. I am healed. Glory to God. Come on, type it in online. I am healed. Glory to God. Come on, say it out of your mouth in the room. I am healed. Come on, say it like you believe it. Say, I am healed. Glory to God. Now, just real quick, if we prayed for you and you literally noticed something different in your body already, would you raise your hand right now? Just raise your hand. You already noticed something different. I got a hand right there, a hand back there, a hand up there. I see a hand right there, a hand right there, a hand. What do you notice different in your body? Right here. What do you notice different? Yes. What do you notice that's different? You can feel it. You feel good. So what, what, what couldn't you do before you came in? I just had a thyroid problem. Mm. And you can tell it feels different. So what couldn't you do before you came? What made that uncomfortable for you? You just feel something different in your body. Praise. You just feel like it's gone. Come on, let's give God praise and glory for that. Now, anybody else, you just notice something different? Anyone else? You notice something different in your body right now. Just lift your hand up right here. What do you notice different? Yes. Can you talk for her, please, sir, with the glass? Okay, go ahead. You know you have a right to live free from Caesars, don't you? And so, Father, Caesars have no more control over this body. She walks away free from them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Come on, praise God. Somebody ought to give God glory in this place today. Because it's a holiday, I'm just going to let you all go today. Well, I mean, there's a lot more the Spirit of God could do. I just pray that you got something. Did you all get something out of this today? Okay. So, so listen and listen now. Don't judge me because of what I believe. Judge what I believe, but don't judge me. Is that fair? I don't judge anybody else for where they're at. You can wear a mask in here. You can sit in the farthest to the back. You can practice social distance. Wherever you're at, that's okay with us. All I'm saying is don't get upset with me if I choose to believe it exactly the way he said it. Now, if you go all the way back to the beginning of the pandemic and you were listening, I was already telling you the same thing. I told you what I wouldn't do. I told you that I had more faith in you getting healed than me getting sick if we shook hands. I haven't changed. 
I just believe God. And I'm okay with whatever comes with believing God. So I'm not opting back in if that was a problem for somebody. I'm staying opted out. Is that okay? Can I just be free to live my life? Can I be free to believe God? Can you be free to believe God? Did you all get anything out of fuel and the flame? Okay. So if you don't do these things daily, folks, and I need to, I just got to let you go. If there's someone in this room today or watching online, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, man, give yourself the freedom that you deserve by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Secondarily, if you're in this building and you're already saved, if you're not standing, I'd ask that you do so. If you're in this building and you're already saved, but you just got out of fellowship with God or you're online, and you just said, today, I want to rededicate my life. That, that really convicted me. I need to get back tight with God. If you want to come back to Christ today, let me pray with and for you. And then finally, if you don't have a church home, but you believe God has led you here to Linked Up Church, my wife and I, this staff, will pray for you every single day of our lives. Every time you come in this building, we'll make sure that you get the Word of God and the Word of God only. So now, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed in prayer, no one moving, no one talking unless you've been assigned to do so. I gave three invitations today. The first was to give your life to Christ. Second was to come back to Christ, rededicate your life. Third was to join Linked Up Church. I would love to pray for you today, but I only know that you desire my prayers online or in the room by lifting up, lifting up your hand. So if you want prayer for any one of those three invitations, would you shoot your hand up in the air right now? Just lift it up and keep it up. You want to give your life to Christ. God bless you. I see those hands in the back. You want to give your life to Christ. You want to rededicate your life to Christ or you want to join Linked Up Church. I see that hand right there and I see that hand right there. Anyone else today, if you desire prayer for any one of those three invitations, lift your hand up in the air right now. Lift it up, keep it up as high as you possibly can. God bless you, young lady. Thank you for your obedience. Would you all do me one more favor? Gather up all of your personal belongings. Step into the nearest aisleway. Come meet me right down here at the front. Linked Up Church, give them a big round of applause as they come. Come on down now in Jesus' name. anyone else today if you're watching online I want you if you want to give your life to Christ you want to rededicate your life to Christ right now is your moment just lift one hand towards heaven because that's where your help comes from you can also join the church but if it's one of those first two I want you all to put your matter of fact just put your right hand over your heart and repeat this prayer after me say dear Heavenly Father I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God I believe that he died rose from the grave and he is alive right now lord jesus come into my heart and save me now as a result of what i've confessed with my mouth and what i believe in my heart i am right now born again and in right standing with god 
all my sins are forgiven in Jesus' name. Linked Up Church, let's celebrate them one more time.